Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Legislators tap opioid settlements to help fill budget holes. Real IDs are becoming this summer, and schools finding new ways to honor graduates. For The Oklahoman, I'm Dave Morris. Today is Thursday, May the 7th, 2020. The latest numbers from the state health department show 4,330 Oklahomans have tested positive for the coronavirus with 260 deaths. Oklahoma legislators plan to use funds from a settlement for with opioid manufacturers to help fill budget holes. The Oklahoma's Kayla Branch has more on how much of the settlement money will be used and how the funds will be dispersed. To plug budget holes next year, Oklahoma legislators plan to use nearly half of the money in a special fund devoted to holding a series of settlements that they received from opioid manufacturers. You might remember last year, the state began to sue a variety of some of the largest opioid manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies in the world, including Indo Pharmaceuticals, Teva Pharmaceuticals USA, Johnson & Johnson, Purdue Pharma, and some of those settlements that the state received were put into a special fund called the Opioid Lawsuit Settlement Fund. And that money was supposed to be held there for later use to specifically abate the state's opioid crisis. And this upcoming year, fiscal year 2021, it starts on July 1st, and there is an estimated $1.3 billion budget hole. And so the state decided to tap into some of that money in the Opioid Lawsuit Settlement Fund. Currently, the fund has just over $68 million, and the state is going to use $28.9 million of that, so close to half, to fill budget holes. They are going to be giving it to a variety of different state agencies, and they are only going to use that money to abate the opioid epidemic. The agencies include those like the Healthcare Authority, which runs the state's Medicaid program, the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, the State Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drug Controls, the Department of Corrections, the Attorney General's Office, and a few others. They will be receiving, you know, each a different portion of that $28.9 million. Some lawmakers, uh, specifically Representative Kyle Hilbert, who is the vice chairman of the house appropriations and budget committee said that you know using this money in this way um, is a way to fix some short-term problems as well as some long-term problems and saying that he thought they were really careful to make sure that the funds were going to be just used for opioid related expenditures but some democratic lawmakers said that they didn't feel confident that there was enough clarity on exactly what those funds would be used for and that they didn't think one-time money like that that the state won just from a settlement with pharmaceutical companies should be used for an ongoing problem like the state's opioid epidemic 
The budget proposal for fiscal year 2021 went before Governor Kevin Stitt on Thursday after the House and Senate both approved it along Republican Party lines. And Stitt will be able to veto or approve those bills. And either way, the legislature has indicated that they will override him if he does veto the budget plan. So at this point, it's likely that this money will in fact get used to plug up budget holes next year during fiscal year 2021. Oklahoma will begin issuing real ID compliant driver's license beginning July 1st. Originally, the license were going to be issued this spring, but the Department of Public Safety closed all 33 driver's license offices due to concerns of COVID-19. The office closures delayed some of the staff training on the process for issuing the new identification cards. Offices have started opening in phases, and visitors can be seen by appointment only. Good morning. How are you doing? Governor Kevin Stitt and First Lady Sarah Stitt will be some of the first Oklahomans to receive that real ID. The governor and the First Lady visited the Department of Public Safety headquarters today to go through the process. The couple will receive their new forms of ID in about a week. We just got an extension uh, because of the coronavirus. Uh, there's an extension. It was going to go into effect by 2020, uh, October of 2020, but that's been extended to 2021. Uh, but this team has done a great job, and we didn't take our foot off the gas, and and. Uh, they're going to be ready to go, and, and so this was we, we've started testing the system, and so uh, my wife and I came in, and, and uh, we just went through the process, as you saw, and went really, really smooth, and so it should be great for Oklahomans to uh, to start rolling that out. Oklahoma is one of two states that is not yet real ID compliant. Oklahoma City Public Schools had to change its enrollment process due to the health pandemic. District enrollment typically takes place in person, but as our Nuria Martinez-Kill explains, that process, like so many other things, has become digital. The first wave of student enrollment for Oklahoma City Public Schools began on Wednesday morning, and by about midday Thursday, they had about 500 students enroll for pre-k and kindergarten Um, the first wave was for pre-k students and new students who would be coming into kindergarten who hadn't previously attended pre-k in oklahoma city public schools it was effectively um, opening enrollment to students who were entirely new to the district in early childhood education and because of covid 19 the enrollment process had to change. The district district didn't really have much choice because the enrollment process was always done in person. Um, the early childhood education director, Stephanie Hinton, told me that they'd been discussing in recent years maybe going to an online format, but they had never pulled the trigger. They really wanted to make sure that they had thought through all of the details. Um, number one being not every family and not every household has access to the internet and technology to actually fill out enrollment paperwork. So they've been using this in-person process for many, many years where families would come to the school building, fill out the paperwork, and turn it back in in the same day. And obviously this wasn't going to work with school buildings being closed for COVID-19 for the rest of the school year. Um, So the district quickly had to create an online platform and developed um, a a packet of enrollment paperwork for families to pick up 
from meal distribution sites uh, throughout the district um, and kind of a drive-through format there. Those families are supposed to bring those uh, packets back on May 15th, whereas families who have internet access can go ahead and fill out their enrollment forms online. And, and as of about midday on Thursday, uh, about 500 families had done that for, or about 500 students. Um, so it's it seems to be a change that was born of necessity, um, uh, but it seems to be working at the about the same rate uh, for enrollment uh, as in previous years, is what uh, Stephanie Hinton told me. High schools and colleges are trying to find new ways to honor graduates as the traditional ceremonies cannot take place this year. At Oklahoma City University, nursing students participated in a drive-through pinning ceremony. Now, pinning ceremonies are a time-honored tradition for new nurses. Pinning is probably my favorite ceremony all year because it's it's traditional, it's meaningful to the students. Nursing um, pinning is very symbolic, so um, this is nice. You know, in person is always better, but um, this is this is really nice. Students remained in their vehicles and lined up to receive their pins, cords, and other honors they earned while attending the Kramer School of Nursing. While the traditional ceremony was missed, students still grateful for the opportunity to see the faculty and staff. So it was really kind of sad at first because we thought like graduations canceled, our pinnings canceled, and we, all of nursing school, we look forward to receiving just this little pin. I mean, the diploma is great, but this pin is what we're looking forward to. So to know that the faculty and staff have came out on their day off to cheer us on, it honestly brings tears to my eyes because they have been with us every step of the way. We could not be here without them. So to have the support and have some sort of celebration, it means the world to us. If you're looking for a little comedy to kick off your weekend, why not start with some films made right here in the Sooner State? The Oklahoma's Brandy McDonald reports there are a variety of homegrown comedic films available for streaming. Breaking for Wells is a newly released quirky dramedy centered on estranged siblings who go on a road trip to fulfill their recently deceased mother's final wish. First-time director Sean McEwen lends the film in several Sooner State locations, including the Oklahoma Aquarium and Jinx. Other Oklahoma film titles include The Turkey Bowl, UHF, and Bringing Up Bobby. You can find a complete list of films along with a summary of each film and tomorrow's editions of The Oklahoman also online at oklahoman.com. That'll do it for today's podcast. Again, thanks so much for listening. You can find more at oklahoman.com. You can subscribe to our digital products by going online to oklahoman.com slash subscribe. This podcast produced by Paige Dillard for all of my colleagues at The Oklahoman. I'm Dave Morris. Stay weather aware. Stay safe. Have a great night, everyone.